which I'm glad your roommate at least likes our podcast. Yeah. I would have made him listen to it anyway, regardless. I'd have been like, you're all going to sit in this room and you're going to become a fan. Yeah. Support me. Welcome to OK, But Hear Me Out, a healthy conversation podcast about our favorite fandoms and latest obsessions. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm Lisa. And on this podcast, our friends and I will be trying to convince each other to dive into our latest favorites. This podcast is mostly geared towards anime and manga. However, we have many other not-so-guilty pleasures that we'd be happy to share. I'm just going to applaud you every single time you remember. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Though I'm kind of sad it's not as funny of a joke anymore, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you for being prepared. Good job. Only took about five episodes. It's all good. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Anyway, the rule. There's a rule. There's only one rule in case this is your first episode. But for us, it's just a reminder that the only rule is that our feelings are canon. Feelings are real to us to the people who are feeling them, even if you don't understand them, even if they're different than yours. So mm-hmm. we don't want to disrespect other people for having different feelings than you. This is meant to be a healthy conversation podcast. So if you have your negativity thoughts bashing people, you can go elsewhere. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> now that we know the rule of the podcast, let's start the conversation. Today, Lisa's going first. What are you going to talk about, Lisa? Today, I'm going to talk about Lore Olympus. And I'm going to talk about Let's Play. (laughs) I'm very excited because I will let you know that because of this episode, I have gotten back into Webtoons. I took a very long break, like a year and a half break from Webtoons. Wow. Because. on this app multiple times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a. been interesting because I really only read like two webtoons and one of them was kind of getting weird for me so I kind of stopped reading it Okay. and then I started reading this one I started reading Let's Play and I absolutely loved it and I started reading it I think right around when season one came to an end and the ending just tore me apart it was it wasn't bad but it just like because you know I I'm a very emotional person and I cry very easily and so I was just like hurting (laughs) for one of the characters I felt really bad even though in some senses he did the main character wrong but he didn't really because it wasn't his fault but it just hurt me it hurt me and so because of that I said no I'm not playing with you anymore I can't how dare you do this to me so I stopped reading any webtoons i just i just didn't look at the app for a year and a half because of that wow so doing this because we wanted to talk about laura olympus even though i've not ever read laura olympus but you wanted to talk about laura olympus i was like well i should also talk about a webtoon so i should do let's play because i really loved it so i actually went back and Originally, I was just going to start from the chapter that I left off on and then realize I didn't remember everything that happened. So I just went back and read from the beginning. And even though I stopped on season one, there were three seasons. So and the third season just ended. So. It was a good time. Yeah, I'm currently reading like seven stories (laughs) on Webtoon right now, (laughs) I think. I have more saved, but I've they've been in like the background. I just haven't been reading them as often, but they're like six or seven that are just like actively I get the notification when the new chapter's up and I will read yeah. it almost immediately after depending on when it releases. That's fair. See yeah. I thought I was going to be clever because there's a couple series that I I have gotten into like again I've gotten back into webtoon so I started reading other things besides Let's Play and I like the stories but almost all the ones that I like are not finished yet. So I thought I would be clever and just read something that's already finished. And then I discovered the ever so annoying daily pass. Yeah. (laughs) Which of course most of the stories that I like are on the daily pass. So I was like, this is just as annoying. Yeah. I remember I found a new story and 
I like the artwork of it. And the artist had, like, a previous story that was done. So I was like, oh, bet. I'll just read that. And, like, the first ten chapters were, like, fine. And then all of a sudden Uh they were, like, daily passes. And I was like, what is the reason? What is the reason? I'm already on the app. I know why. It's because they're trying for us to spend money so we can get the stuff, get the chapters. But here's the thing. Unlike many of us who are nerds and are impatient i am a very patient person i am very good about not spending my money i will wait every it's annoying but i'll wait every single day to read the chapter i have the shonen jump app so i wait weekly (laughs) for manga chapters anyway (laughs) y'all thought y'all did something but i'm like i'm a manga reader i know i can wait i can wait (laughs) i know my roommate crystal said that she has spent money on it because she is impatient about laura olympus she can't wait i will admit yes laura olympus is the only one i have in fact also spent money on because i really 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 like this story and this was previously where i had like the the um coins were like five for 99 cents or something yeah and the next chapter would be like five coins so i'm like i can spend a dollar it's whatever now it's like seven coins for the next chapter but you still can only buy like five for 99 cents yeah so i'm like okay i'll just be patient i can wait the world won't end it's fine yeah even i got five free coins for Mm -hmm. i guess they randomly give you free coins every now and then and i still haven't spent them and it's been like two months (laughs) well they're i think they expire sometimes but um well because that's the thing originally i was like well i'll use it for let's play so i can finish like, so I can get to the next chapter, but then I saw that season three was coming to an end, and it was only two chapters away, so I was like, I can wait. Yeah. <laughs> so those chapters get naturally released. I don't have to spend my coins on that. Yeah. It also kind of sucks sometimes, because, like, you can buy the coins or have them or whatever, and you'll read ahead, like, a couple of chapters, but then you have to wait for everyone else to catch up, yeah. because they didn't do that. Yeah. So I've, I've learned, like, I can be patient, because I'm just like, I like, because I'm part of, like, a Laurel Olympus, uh page on Facebook and I like waiting so that the discussion can happen about it yeah and sometimes I have to wait two three weeks if I've read ahead so I'm like no I'll just wait so that everyone can read it all at once and we can all discuss it at the same time yeah unless it unless it leaves on like a really really big cliffhanger and then I'm just like well now I have to I don't want to <laughs> wait depending yeah. on what the cliffhanger is that's fair well now that we have talked a lot about webtoons in general Yes. And the the daily passes and the coin process. Why don't you <laughs> go ahead and tell us tell me about Lore Olympus? I have heard many things, but not enough to really know. I just know that it's about Hades and Persephone. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> <laughs> I actually have something in my throat. <laughs> Get it out. Lore Olympus is a modern retelling of. The Taking of Persephone, which is a story about Persephone, goddess of spring, and Hades, god of the underworld. More so about Persephone, but Hades too. Um, and it's on Webtoons by Rachel Scythe. Smythe? No. Smith? Smith. I don't know where I got Scythe from. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the anime Smith too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. We're going to redo that. <laughs> no, Edit that I'm out, because what the hell? I'm, I'm keeping it. <laughs> As character. <laughs> Well, it's on Webtoons by Rachel Smith. <laughs> you got this. I, I got it. Thank you. So here are my points on it that I have for you. Woohoo! So this, for me, in general, and for a lot of people, because it is one of the most popular Webtoons on the actual yeah. app, I think it's actually the most popular. If I not the most, so. it's one of the most popular. And it, um, But this is a very entertaining retelling of like a classic Greek myth or story depending on who you ask uh, and it's a love story which i'm a huge fan of it's based on this myth called the taking of persephone in some instances it's not a love story with the actual original myth and others some think it is i personally was not able to really find out with the research i did for this episode in a sense i like it as a love story <laughs> I'm sure most of us would prefer many of the Greek myths to be, to love, be love stories, stories. even yeah, though they're I, I very really did try realistically to not. To find out if this was like an actual love story or a myth to tell a love story or not, mm. I could. I found like different types of answers, so I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to read it as a love story 
because that's we're talking about Laura Olympus, and it is a love story. Right. So great. We're gonna with that. The art style is gorgeous. I adore this art style. That was the first thing that caught my attention with it. It's such an interesting. It reminds me of anime, if I'm being yeah. quite honest. Persephone has like these giant anime eyes, if you will. They're very, very <laughs> expressive, and they're really cute. So that's what that reminded me of when I first saw like pictures of it because I mm-hmm. it took me a, a while to get into it if you will like I, I had other friends who were reading it and talking about it and sharing it and I was just like oh okay another story about Hades and Persephone you know I've read a few before I've seen a few before why is this one different but I like the art style so I gave it a chance and it's beautiful I enjoy the most part that each of the characters have like their own specific color palette so you can yeah, tell like who's I who. I noticed that. That's the yeah. thing that caught and my attention first. And they kind of stick to first. it the entire time. Was like the almost watercolor type. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, and the it's it's not just the characters. It's also like the backgrounds and the what are we calling it? I'm just gonna go with the background. The backgrounds of the actual panels, like they're beautiful. They they look like watercolor art. Yeah. With anime themes. <laughs> And they each have their own, like, color palette. Like I mentioned, Persephone is pink, Hades is blue, Hera, Queen of the Gods, is gold. And they all have, like, these gorgeous wardrobes, and they change throughout the episodes, which is one of my favorites. You know how much I love when episodes, episodes <laughs> change out when, like, <laughs> cartoon characters, if you will, change clothing for each of, their, each of their episodes, their scenes. I find that to be such a cool thing, and it's, like, more common now, but I still love it. And it's like, it's split up into two worlds, and the art style stays, but it's a little distinct differently when you watch it. So in the in their world, the world of the gods, they look very contemporary and modern. They're wearing, like, pants and gorgeous dresses, business suits, because Hades is kind of like a businessman. And then when they go into the human world, they revert to what would be, I guess, classic Greek outfits. They have... Um, Wait, so it's opposite? tunics and cloaks. Yeah, it's extremely opposite. That's so interesting. It is. It it is because it took me. It didn't take me out of it, but I was confused for a little bit when I first read it because they have a scene where they kind of like change their clothes in one of the mm-hmm. chapters, and I thought it was for like something else, but it was because they're going to the mortal world and they're dressed like how the mortals would view the gods, and mm-hmm. I just thought that was such a cool detail that Rachel put in there, and then when they go to their their own world, they're wearing like regular sweats suits pants you know it's yeah it's a cool thing to me to me and they're I'm like sure a bunch it's, of other people. yeah it's kind of like when you think about like movie stars or famous people where they are actually just regular people but probably when they go out into public they feel like they have to put on a certain persona yeah or a certain image but yeah. they're really just normal people yeah it's essentially that's exactly what it is it's just it's a really cool detail that i love and i love watching the comparison and the cup contrast if you know, of the outfits from what they wear in their world to the mortal world mm. and like I said Rachel's art is beautiful so like looking at her renditions of I guess their tunics and their cloaks and the flowy dresses that the gods and goddesses would wear is just absolutely gorgeous and then switching over to her modern clothing I love the wardrobe she has especially for the women in her story their outf- I wish I owned their outfits they are beautiful <laughs> especially with Hera and Persephone, I want their wardrobes. They're just gorgeous. So yeah, besides I think of the characters, besides me thinking that the characters are very pretty, I also mentioned she had like these gorgeous sweeping scenes for both the mortal and the god world. Beautiful like watercolor paintings, if you will. Very bright in a lot of spaces. And then when she's talking about the underworld, you would think it would be just really, really dark. And it's not. It's kind of like a metropolitan city. And it's very cool how she does that. It's not like this dark and dreary place for the most part that people would think of when you picture underworld, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like a, a, a city. And it is, has a business in it because Hades runs it, if you will. But I love her take on these worlds. I think they're very interesting. I think they're very unique. I personally haven't read a story like the well. Let me take that back. I have now, because there are some stories that have come out recently or within the last year or two that have similar vibes, but my first instance to this was with Laura Olympus. 
Okay. Which then in turn made me want to like read more Hades and Persephone like retellings, if you will. I went on a tangent where like sometimes I'll read something and I need to read multiple versions of said thing. Yeah, I feel like especially just Greek mythology in general, retellings of yeah. those stories is really popular right now. Very especially popular since right Hades Town came out, which is amazing. <laughs> That's another interesting take on Hades and Persephone and their dynamic. Yeah. It was very interesting. I love that. Oh my gosh, the music for that is I can go on Tinder for that in another episode. But yeah, <laughs> I was going on a I always liked Greek mythology and retellings of stories period. Mm-hmm. But I never really focused on like a specific deity or character, if you will. So yeah, there yeah. was a time when I just was like, I wanna read or find as many Hades and Persephone retellings that I can. And I found a few. Some were okay and others not so much, but they were there. I I found them. I did. They did what they were supposed to do. I was entertained, if you will. <laughs> okay. All right. So another point for this. I'm not sure how you are with it, but it is a slow burn romance. Okay. Yeah. For me, they're not my favorites, but this story has so much going on in it that I it took me a moment to realize it was a slow burn romance. Because there's so much going on, so I'm still entertained while I'm waiting for the main story or the main romance to happen. Okay. There are multiple stories that are happening within it, and I'm just as invested in the side stories and the side characters as I am with the main characters of Hades and Persephone. For the most part, it really is a story about Persephone. Hades is another main character, but you really follow Persephone's growth through the story. Okay. More That's so interesting. Than so I feel and I like think Hades a lot of it is the one that, sorry, no, I just feel like Hades is always the one that takes the forefront in most, yes. most of the time when you, you know, especially when you're thinking about Greek mythology, because back then women <laughs> didn't matter, so. Very true. And I, I, I mean, I, I do think that this story has a lot of good feminist points in it, feminist takes and stuff. Mm. But I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that Persephone starts out so young, yeah. which can be a bit of a issue because I'm not a huge fan of like large age gap romances yeah but I also am aware that they're kind of immortal gods so like I don't take it that much into stock kind of but it is a bit odd because like Persephone starts out the series as 19 Mm. and Hades is significantly older so there is a bit of a power dynamic there but because she starts out so young you and she's so naive and not really worldly you follow her learning and stepping into her own and learning about the world and life and other people and that development throughout the series up until about the end of season two. Um, And then there's a bit of a time jump into season three, but because she starts out so young, you're kind of like Uh, in her skips. Yeah. They're not my favorite, but I do like it for this one in a sense. Okay. Because if not, it would have dragged very much so. And I'm sure there's something in one of the original myths or in a story with these gods that kind of justifies it. I don't know what it is, but it could be a thing. <laughs> I don't know what's in Rachel's mind, but I liked it the time skip because it, it makes Persephone older and a yeah. little bit more mature, which I enjoy and think she needed because she can't. she's very childlike, which is really cute in the beginning. And then we're, you just want her to grow up. And she does. And you follow her in her journey of growing and life, if you will. It's a very, it's a shorter, not a short story, but it, it goes pretty fast. So it's a short time period in a sense. But you're still following her growth throughout it. And Hades, like I said, Hades is like significantly older. So he doesn't need as much growth. He does have some character development because these characters have trauma. <laughs> So watching them work through that is also a very good thing. Uh, that's another note I will get to in a moment. But his his development is kind of like a little bit stagnant. He doesn't really change as much because he kind of doesn't need to in a sense because it's not about him, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And a note of side stories, there are the side characters that I also love. So my favorites are Hera. She's queen of the gods. And Hecate. She's a, a goddess of the night. I'm getting that wrong. But I love them. They're like girl bosses, super awesome, know what they want, confident, beautiful characters. And then there's Ares, Euros, and Poseidon, who are like good comic relief. 
because it can be a serious story and then they kind of splurt in and make you laugh and it breaks up the tension. Yeah. Great. And I think you would, I, I think you would love Euros. Euros. Pronounce it differently. But Eros and Poseidon, I think you very much would enjoy. They are hysterical. Okay. They're just funny. Good comic relief, which you need because this, besides it being a romance, this webtoon does hit on some heavier, more serious topics. A couple of them would be like death, depression, anxiety, sexual harassment and abuse, parental abuse, spousal abuse, trauma, like I mentioned, because they all are very much afraid of like their main bad guy who was a titan who was the father of all of the gods Correct. because you know yes. that Poseidon's Hades and Zeus, Zeus there we go are all brothers <laughs> and they have a yes. their dad is crazy yeah he has like a storyline that followed him from the beginning throughout and he was not a good guy in this instance I can say in the he did try myth, to eat them he did eat them in that in this one he does he does eat yeah. them and they have well, trauma yes. and scars in, from this um and the they Greek show myth, that they yes, have like did PTSD them, but... yeah so it does hit on the heavier topics. So like these characters come in and kind of break up that tension sometimes because all of these characters are dealing with the PTSD and the abuse that they got from different types of characters. And it's not like a one and done, which I know some stories do. They're like, oh, you have trauma. Here's how we fix it. And they're living happily ever after. It's like a steady, it's work, you know? If you, yeah, if anyone's ever as it been is in to, real life. Yeah, if everyone's ever been to therapy or just want to work on themselves you know it's not just a, a one type thing you have setbacks you have advances you'll be fine and then all of a sudden something can trigger you and that happens in this and I think it's done very tastefully in my opinion it's not like super in your face and Rachel does the due diligence of giving her readers content and trigger warnings so if you think the contents of that chapter where they might be dealing with these heavier topics are going to be too much for you you can skip it because she'll tell you at the beginning, like right at the beginning, like this chapter deals with sexual abuse, you know, and go with it as you will, which I very much enjoy because some there are a lot of authors who don't think that that's their responsibility. Yeah. Which I think is irresponsible if you want your, your fans or readers to enjoy your work. Content warnings, trigger warnings aren't like spoilers. It just lets them be prepared because not everyone wants to read that. You know, you, you read or look at these webtoons or books or movies mangas all that to kind of escape sometimes so you don't want yeah. that to be thrown in your face so having the yeah. content warnings i think is a very good and very responsible thing that rachel does so what another another wrap-up point that i'm currently having <laughs> the webtoon also has some calls to what like the characters are originally based on so if you are a greek mythology fan like deep into it there are references and easter eggs that you will understand i don't understand all of them there are some that i do uh, for example, I was a pomegranate. That's a very big yes. motif. But if you weren't a huge fan of like Greek mythology, you wouldn't understand the significance of that. But there are a bunch of them throughout the entire series, which I think is really cool, especially if you're like a real deep Greek yeah. fan, if you will. <laughs> I say this like there's not real people and religions out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. not trying to offend nobody. No, I think that's okay. really cool. I get it. Uh, it has like the little sprinkles of the Easter eggs are awesome. It also has some great foreshadowing, which... I always love, especially in like visual media, I love that I mm. see something and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool detail. And then a couple of chapters later, there's a payoff for it. And I was like, oh, that's why that was put there. I love that. And sometimes I even go back to where I think that chapter was so I'll get the connection even clearer. I think it's a cool thing that she does. And you can tell with this webtoon that Rachel is a big fan and has done her research Yeah. on these characters and these stories. And she's put them in a nice palatable way for her readers which is always a talent that I aspire to I think it's really really cool I think it's beautiful and it's popular for a reason you know yeah <laughs> all right my last wrap-up point so in my opinion though although it's not a perfect story like there are things I'm not, I'm not a fan of like the age gap that I mentioned I think it's one of the better retellings of Persephone and Hades story that I've read I can't speak okay. for everyone. I know there are people who aren't fans. I mean, that's for every piece of media. Right. But for me, this is one of the mo more enjoyable retellings of Persephone and Hades that I've read in a really long time. I've read a various versions. And this one, I keep going back to this one out of all the retellings that I've read so far. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. can end that one, I guess. <laughs> okay. Not the succinct ending I had planned, but yeah. 
it's keeping me engaged. I'm still engaged, you know? I still read it every week when it's out, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess I'll switch it over now. We're going to talk about Let's Play. Woo. I know nothing about it. I have it saved on my webtoon but because it was recommended by you, but I didn't read yes. it in preparation for this episode. That is okay. I would like to say before I do anything that at one point during my reread, because I hadn't read it in such a long time and I was behind on so many chapters, that mm. I had this moment <laughs> because I forgot about how good <laughs> this story is. Okay. And when I finally got past the first season, too, there was a point where I or I had a moment where I was in my room and my roommate was calling me to from the living room to come look at something. And I said, I can't because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really just me lying on the floor, face down, literally pounding my fist into the, into the floor. I could see you doing that. Just like waving, just <laughs> sitting there slightly tapping the floor because I was dead. I was so upset, but it was so good. This author, 10 out of 10 stars. I hate them for it, but I really love them. I can't wait to read the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> That's why I have to hate them and love them at the same time because they are they have this way of getting these emotions out of me, which I know in some respects is not that hard, but it's so good. Okay, so the summary. Let's Play, which is by... I don't know how to say their last name, but Leanne M. Krasik, but they go by Mongi. I don't know why, but Mongi, I think, okay. and that's how you pronounce it. It is about a girl named Sam who wants to be a game creator and currently works at a company that her father owns. She puts out her first game on this, like, indie website, and a YouTuber, quote-unquote, <laughs> I love when stories, like, change the name slightly by, like, one letter. <laughs> They can't Even tell. Though, yeah, they'll never know. But this, so she puts out her game on this indie website, and a YouTuber named Marshall Law, who she actually really, really admires, plays it on his channel. And after playing it wrong and giving it a bad review, his crazy fans go onto the site and destroy her reputation by giving her really bad reviews and low scores. Wow. And it, yeah, it basically just ruins her chances of getting scouted by a gaming company. Oh. And she is just ready in de full depression mode, and lo and behold, she has a new neighbor who happens to be Marshall Law himself. Because that's his how name that is works. Marshall Law. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but that's not okay. actually his real name. You find okay. I found you find that out in season three, but yes, his name is Marshall Law. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But I have to say, this story is. One where it is like it's a reverse harem, which is sometimes kind of nice because I feel like reverse harems have been coming out a lot more recently as oh, opposed yeah. to before. There used to be just a lot of just straight up harems and now there's a lot of reverse harems, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is definitely a reverse harem. And as the series goes on, you kind of I have theories about who <laughs> she's going to end up with. But there it does kind of I think at one point in season two, I was very certain who was going to end up with who, especially after a certain, I don't want to say incident, but a certain occurrence. And now as I'm going into season three, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's still two contenders, I feel. But anyway, the point. So the reasons you should watch this, not watch this, LOL, read this webtoon. <laughs> First of all, the most important thing, her dog <laughs> is adorable. His name is Bowser, and he is the best character. I'm just throwing it out there. He's super Bowser. cute. He has his <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. Because she wants to be a video game creator. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Honestly, this story is fabulous. I, I'll get to that. But Bowser, her dog, super cute. He has his own personality. He's basically his own person. He loves Sam so much. And he gives Marshall some serious attitude, which I think is hilarious. I love when dogs have, like, blatant personality in comics. <laughs> There is actually a whole chapter of just him in the apartment by himself, and it's adorable. He has a princess doll that is, like, his favorite toy, and he accidentally rips her because there are squirrels on the balcony taunting him. <laughs> and he's just laying in his little dog bed because he's so depressed because he accidentally ripped his princess doll. And then Sam comes home, sees it, and she fixes it, and he just, like, tears up because he's so happy that he got fixed. That sounds adorable. It is adorable. Watch it for the dog. So cute. Or not watch it. Read it for the dog. He's so cute. But in all seriousness, 
aside from the dogs, the characters are really great. I think, Lisa, you would really like this, and I hope anybody listening will really, really enjoy this story because the characters are very different, and they each have their own slew of issues that they are slowly overcoming throughout the story, which I always think great makes for great character development because if your characters don't have any issues in the beginning, there's nothing for them to c- overcome, which means they're not really growing that much. Uh-huh. And character development, as you know, is very important to me. So I think the character development in this story is really great. I think all the characters are actually really fleshed out and unique. And because they are so fleshed out, you care for each character. And it feels like they are real people. Like, her friends are so fascinating. She has one of her best friends has, like, these really bad anger issues. And I don't want to say really bad. Like, she is going to therapy in a sense because she has anger issues and you find out that it's because she got beat up by somebody that I think if I remember correctly, cause I read this. So if I read all like 176 chapters or 79 <laughs> chapters in like two days, but I think she got like beat up by somebody she was in a relationship with. And she, even though she didn't take it lying down, she ended up beating him back up, but yeah. she's still scarred by that. Yeah. So there's a lot of issues that she's having there. Then her other really good friend has like this, which I absolutely love because I think this is like the perfect way to describe people who are empaths because she has this ability to like, like the way they illustrate it, the way Mongi illustrates it is really great. So they have like these moments and I'll get, I'll get back to the character in a minute, but they have these emote cons, which are, hilarious and so they're just like regular almost like I don't want to say stick figures because they have like a body but they're not like dressed in a certain way they don't have like physical appearances they're just like a round head and like a a very simple body design but across Uh the forehead they'll have what they represent so they'll have like depression or anger or friendship or whatever they represent and they'll have those little emoticons in like the background of them or in their thoughts or you know hiding if you're nervous or there's one point where Angela who's the one with the anger issues there's like a little tiny trust emoticon like hanging around (laughs) her leg like it the way that the her other friend Vicky sees these emoticons like I think that's a really great way to describe how empaths are because even though they're not actual real physical beings sometimes you can just feel it or you can see it and there was one point where she shook hands with another character and she got so overwhelmed by their emotions that most of the other obviously none of the other characters know that it's there but she felt it and it was just like that really just got me because I I feel that when I try to describe to people that I'm a very empathetic person you know as many people do people confuse being sympathetic and empathetic Uh they're very two two very different things so I really loved how the author showcases that like her char- like again not just those two characters but like all her characters are really great but i do have to say the emote cons <laughs> the emote cons are so cute there's <laughs> one i took a screenshot of it because i wanted to send it to you but the main character is your typical gaming nerd person and there's a point where the little anxiety one is like like munching on her head <laughs> and i'm like that's exactly what anxiety feels like <laughs> There's one that's my favorite is personal space <laughs> because as you know, there are many introverts. We are very peculiar about our, about our personal space. And there's a point where her boss isn't there in the same car together. And he's like, um, are you comfortable? I hope everything's all right. She goes, yeah, I'm fine. And then personal space just is in the back seat, and he just inhales and exhales yelling liar. <laughs> clearly not okay. <laughs> anyway, The gaming nerd references are so relatable. As nerds, I think that this, the way they portray things is very relatable. And I also wrote a note about the emote cons. They're fabulous. The way the author symbolizes certain things is just so well done. It's crazy. Oh, I put in parentheses here. There's one. Well, I just put the emote cons, but there is one, the, the visual of how they show what people are feeling. There's a part where there's like chains surrounding one of the characters and he, it just like symbolizes how he holds himself back. But like, obviously that's not there, but like the way they do it 
is just mm-hmm. really well done. I think every time there is a chain in her story, so good. There are also some solid pieces of advice and life takeaways from this series that I absolutely cannot get over. And I wrote some examples because I just have to have examples to really showcase this. First of all, Marshall telling Sam, you're only a failure when you stop trying, so don't give up on your dream. Like, that's such good advice. So good. Then another example, Abe, one of Sam's friends, telling Marshall that life is kind of like Tetris. You don't always get the piece you need, but you learn to work with what you've got. Okay. Which I haven't heard life compared to the usually you say like a box of chocolates or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're right. Life is like Tetris. Yeah. And then this other example, Monica, another character, telling Sam after basically Sam is gonna go on a date but she doesn't know if it's a date or not she's like maybe we're just going to dinner and she asks Monica she said what if it's not a date and Monica tells her then make him wish it was and I think that's pretty solid advice mm-hmm. also the width like I don't know just <laughs> the the way they drew it the way it was drawn the way just the look in her eyes I was just like wow that's so powerful like I felt it when I read it <laughs> And my last main point before I get to my wrap-up points is something as a fellow theater person I know you will love. Okay. They break the fourth wall all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I literally can't even get over it. It makes me laugh so much. And I will say that there, it's weird because there are some, obviously they're in an office setting. It's a more of an adult romance. So sometimes I find that they're making adult references that I don't always understand but it's still there's so many times when they break the fourth wall when they talk about the fact that this is a story or that they are in a story or like characters will specifically look at the audience when something is just so it's so funny it's so good (laughs) that kind of reminds me of like the office in a sense if you've ever watched the office I don't watch the office because it's not my cup of tea okay that's they do I mean they it's it's purposeful when they break the fourth wall, like most fourth walls are, but like, yeah, that's what that kind of reminds me of. Yeah, it's it's strange. <laughs> and I will say in season three as well, again, it kind of gets into more of like the, and it does it before, but it does start to get more into the adult relationship aspect, you know, which is sometimes strange for me. But as an adult, sometimes it's interesting to read those stories because they don't often get talked about, I mm-hmm. feel. I just basically wrote my notes. It's kind of adult, which can sometimes be hard for me because I'm innocent when it comes to a romance. Sometimes I like the childlike innocence of romance, even though I know it's not realistic. Okay. But again, as an adult, it's nice to see that it's not just a high school love drama, even though I still enjoy those. I still enjoy the high school <laughs> love stories. But it's really great, and especially because it's it takes place in the office romances, I feel like are also becoming really popular right now. They have a lot of office. Yeah romance stories and I really appreciate that because it shows that you don't have to fall in love in high school you could you know have a romance when you're later on in life you know I'd hope you would you know yeah right I mean some high school romances work out but most of them not really you know yeah sorry it would work out better when your brain's fully developed (laughs) yeah and when you have grown up a little bit and know who you are more as a person (laughs) But I still, again, I still think the story is really great. It's well thought out. Thought out. The cast is great. The supporting characters. The, just the amazing themes that the author puts in the forefront, you know, I just think are, are really great. And I do have some references, like resources, that I will link in the description. But it's basically just, like, the fandom page of Let's Play. There's somebody who wrote, like, a really short review on it. And they basically were, like, the same as me. We're like, I'm so upset I love this author so much (laughs) (laughs) and I also found this news article about let's play that apparently it's going to be adapted into a tv show which I don't know how true that is Mm -hmm. but I've seen at least I think three articles two or three articles on that matter and I'm linking one of them in the description so I think it'd be cool if it was a tv show but I don't know yeah I've heard rumors of a Laura Olympus also being adapted into a tv show I heard that and I, will I just haven't say heard that. anything else since, so I'm not sure yeah. how true it is. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about this. I was like, I heard it. This article yeah. was written, I don't know how many months ago, and uh, haven't heard anything else about it, so we'll see how true it is. Yeah. Uh, 
I feel better now that I've gotten all my thoughts out. But I will say, <laughs> for both of us, we're at the end of uh, both of us talking about our different series. But for both of us, obviously these both could be read on webtoons. They may or may not be a series of the future. Lore Olympus is... Yeah, my resources was just webtoons. <laughs> yeah. Reading the entire... Entirety? That's... I know words. Reading <laughs> the series. I also follow the... Rachel on Instagram at use bandaid on Instagram. The name is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's currently Lore Olympus is currently three seasons. The third one just started three weeks ago with 208 chapters at this t- at time of recording. I read an, ep- an episode last night. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it is also Lore Olympus is also available in hardback and paperback at most book retail stores. Currently, there's only Volume 1, which has chapters 1 through 25, and Volume 2, which has chapters 26 through 49. And Volume 3 is available for pre-order. It comes out in October, October 11th of 2022, actually. I think this episode is coming out after that. (laughs) Okay, so by the time of the episode airs, the third one should be... Already be out. Already out. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, actually, both of these... Webtoons are so popular that they got published because Let's Play is also in hardback and or hardcover and paperback. Though I don't I think that. it's as yeah, I don't think it's as popular as Laura Olympus. Obviously, Laura Olympus is like probably the most popular thing on yeah. webtoons. And I did look it up because I was curious if I could go buy it at my local Barnes Noble, but I can't. It's not available at the one closest to me. It's available at the one that's like an hour and a half away, though. Of course. Yeah. So it is available. And that's why I think it's so interesting is that they're so popular, they actually got published into physical copies. Yeah, I actually really love that, in all honesty. Me too! But I like reading it on my phone, obviously, having the convenience of the app on my phone. But I like having physical copies Me of this, because like too. I said, I love the artwork. I think it's beautiful, so I enjoy having it as part of my library. Yeah. I just, I didn't think it through when I was buying it, because I bought the first one in hardback, because I like the cover on it in hardback better but it was mm. only the first 25 chapters and it's currently 200 plus chapters <laughs> so there's gonna be so many volumes and i have and now i have to get every single one in hardback because i have the first two in hardback i didn't think this through that's fair because i want to buy let's play like the physical copy but i also know where you're coming from because the hardcover is like six dollars more expensive yes <sighs> i don't know i'm still debating I can't get it right now anyway, but I want to own it. I want to own it because I really enjoy this story a lot. So as far as segments go, I do have recommendations. Me too. Okay, great. Do you want to go first since you – I've been talking for a long time, I feel. Okay. Well, they're not similar to Lore Olympus in the sense that it's a Greek mythology retelling. They are just – okay. Mine neither. They're just other ones that I like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're just other webtoons that I enjoy that I have been reading on this app as well. So the first is called Sub-Zero. That's on my list! Oh, yay! <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list! I love it. It's also another beautiful artwork. The main character, in my head, he reminds me of Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. So I'm ready. <laughs> when I, so when I read... His voice, I read it in Dante's voice, and he's Zuko to me. Like, he reminds me of Zuko, but I love that. I love this story. It's another gorgeous one. And then my second one is called The Prince of Southland. It's more of a sci-fi type okay. romance. It's also a BL romance, so if you're into that or not into that, you should be into it because we don't discriminate here. But it's really cute I story. I do love a good BL story. Yeah, it's a really cute story. So far. And then I guess I'll also put in Heartstopper because that's good serotonin for me. It's like a little <laughs> cozy queer, another BL queer romance, but it's like baby queers. It's super cute. That's another popular one that did get an adaptation on Netflix. And I it also own did. physical copies of those volumes as well. But they're very, very cute. I will say before I get into my recommendations, Heartstopper is on my list, at least on the Netflix end of things, because Crystal's watched it like four times. And I thought it was really fascinating because she did buy Laura Olympus and she did buy Heartstopper. She liked it that much that she bought them. Mm-hmm. So Heartstopper is on my list. But you said Prince of Southland. I'll have to check that out. See, I'll read the description. See what it's about. Sci-fi is not always my thing. I do enjoy sci-fi every now and then, but usually it's not really my my vein. 
Yeah, same. It just caught my attention. Another, another one with the cool artwork. And yeah. I think the premise is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I have one more. I lied. I have four. <gasps> oh, there. <laughs> this one is actually, this one was my Hades Persephone recommended. It's called Punderworld, also on, on Webtoons. Okay. Almost forgot about that one. It's another Hades Persephone retelling. That's actually really funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Cool. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, my recommendations. I don't know if I could really recommend anything like Let's Play. Like, we talked about that. Like, <laughs> really, these are just other things that are in the romance lane that I just enjoy. It's funny because my coworkers laugh at me because I'll read these at work and I'll just... <laughs> I'll just have little tiny fits. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, out loud. I'm just like, are you kidding me? And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, just stupid teenagers. Stupid teenagers. (laughs) Not understanding who they're meant to be with. (laughs) So the first one is called The Kiss Bet. It's by Ingrid Ochoa. I'm probably saying that wrong. It is about a girl named Sarah Lynn who gets dared by a friend to kiss a stranger on her 18th birthday. It doesn't actually happen. She doesn't actually kiss him. But Sarah Lynn can't really escape her embarrassment so easily because the subway stranger and his brother are new students at her school and they live across the hall from her. Because <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. You got to be neighbors. Just like, let's play. You got to be course. neighbors. I honestly, I started reading it because I was like, that's a weird concept, especially because, you know, they're in high school and. I don't know. Maybe that's not exactly what they said because I really I zoomed through this whole uh, series and it's one of those that's not finished yet either. But it's really adorable. Again, I do love a good high school romance in that, you know, she just sees this random stranger and he's like, you're such a weirdo. Why would you like basically why would you ask me that? And then turns out to be her neighbor. And also, oh, he also tutors her in math. This sounds like an anime. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> But, like, actually not like what people think about when people tutor each other. No, they, he actually tutors her. And he's very, like, let's get to the point. Let's, this is business. And she is, again, it's, in a sense, it's a reverse harem, again. Because there's three boys in her life that are kind of trying to get her attention, even though one of them is in denial that he likes her. Except he's kind of starting to figure it out. And I'm definitely sure she, he's the one she needs to be with. And she just doesn't realize it. And it's really frustrating. <laughs> Or something happens, and they're basically holding hands. And she's like, why am I getting so flustered? She's like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, because you like him. <laughs> and he likes you. Uh, but he doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> because you're with his brother. <laughs> I literally, this is one of the other ones where I was just like, I'm dead. I'm dying. Author, how dare you do this to me? I'm through with it. But also, I can't get enough. I will be back next week. <laughs> felt that. I felt that. And so, yeah, so that one. The second one that I'm recommending is called Morgana and Oz by Miuli. And it focuses around a witch named Morgana of the infamous Winterberry family and a vampire boy named Oz. Yep, into it already. Yes, I know. I was like, ooh, witches and vampires? I'm in. Click. (laughs) The first season just ended, so obviously there's more to come. But it's really good. It basically is their families slash clans are at odds with each other and there's a huge mis- yeah and they have a meeting to kind of sort out their differences and there's a huge misunderstanding that happens and they're basically ready to go to war with each other not really that's kind of extreme but they're ready to fight each other and they basically must work together to stop these misunderstandings from happening because Morgana is a very sweet like witch girl but she doesn't have really good control of her magic so she's kind of a klutz <laughs> Even though her family is like this really powerful witch family and Oz is just, you know, this angsty teenager vampire boy with like all these studs in his ears and I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, I really enjoy that one. Vampires and witches. It's really cute. It's really interesting. It's very mysterious because you're uh-huh. not sure who the bad guy is. You just see the shadow and you, it's, yeah, it just, it's very intriguing. And I think that you, Lisa, will like it. But I also hope that our readers will like it. Again, if you if you want something in the same romance vein, but something with a little bit more magic in there. Okay. It's real good. That sounds cute. I'm actually going to find that one and put it on my list now. Do it. You don't even need a daily pass. <laughs> Bet. No more coins. <laughs> right? I mean, don't give – yeah, because the first season just, or just ended, so you can read the whole first season. 
plugs. We're going to talk about plugs. If you <laughs> if you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can follow me, Cassie, on Twitter and Instagram at Sassy K Creates. And you can follow me, Lisa, on, whoa, wow, I know where I am. <laughs> you can follow me, Lisa, on Instagram or TikTok, both at bway underscore baby 425. And if you have any respectful thoughts, feelings, <laughs> rebuttals to things that we said about Laura Olympus or Let's Play, which honestly, I don't know how you could because they're both amazing. But if you did, <laughs> we're happy to hear that. But yeah. if you have any other points you need to make about why Laura Olympus, I should start reading it right now and stop waiting on it. <laughs> or even for Lisa, why, if you give Let's Play a chance, if you really like it, let us know. Yeah, I'm and... also open to other recommendations on Webtoons. I yeah. want more. Give me yes. more. Give Always. me more things to spend my time on because, you know, I have so much of it. <laughs> no, I have no time. I have literally Crystal told me yesterday. She was like, why do you give yourself so many things to do? And I was like, I'm not giving myself stuff to do. She goes, yes, you are. You're yes, stressing you are. yourself out. And I'm like, listen, I started making game cards because I needed a craft project to take my mind off of other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But yes. Essentially, if you have any other things you want us to be as obsessed with as you, please let us know. You can visit my website, sassycassie.com, where this podcast and all other manners of the abyss have gathered. And it should be up by this episode, because I, regardless of if I have everything ready or not, it's going up in like <laughs> at least three weeks, three to four weeks. And if you'd like to support me, you can go to my YouTube, which is Sassy Cassie. You can leave a review for me and Lisa telling us how we did. And also my Patreon should be open at this point. So if you want to check out the Patreon, there's not a lot going on there because I just don't have the time to do lots of fancy things. And there was also many setbacks, which at this point there will be a video out about that. But <laughs> if you want to check out the Patreon to support me and subsequently Lisa, check those things out. Anyway. Thank you all again for being a part of the conversation and hearing us out. <laughs>